Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, welcoming back Charlie Graves, the chief executive officer of Athletic Republic. And Athletic Republic offers state-of-the-art training that unlocks the potential of any athlete, helping them perform at their best. Over the past 30 years, their science-based protocols and specialized equipment have helped more than 2 million athletes of all ages achieve their goals. I'm going to talk to Charlie about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia You're listening to Franchise Interviews Franchise Interviews Hi everyone and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews where for over 15 years now we've been asking the Franchipreneurs one I'm your host Marty McDermott I'm the President of Franchise Interviews and as we were saying earlier we have a great show we're meeting with Charlie Graves, and Charlie is the Chief Executive Officer of Athletic Republic. And Athletic Republic offers state-of-the-art training that unlocks the potential of any athlete, helping them perform at their best. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks, Marty. It's great to be back with you again. It is. You know, it seems like yesterday to me, Charlie, but it wasn't, was it? <laughs> There's a lot that's happened since you and I last talked. About I imagine there is, and, and that's why I wanted to have you back on the show, so it's, it's great to talk to you. So we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Charlie? I am in Park City, Utah. Um, this is an interesting week. Uh, lots of snow in the mountains, but it's also Sundance Week here in, uh, oh. in Park City. So we've got all is these celebrities really? bouncing around town, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's fantastic. It, that, that's, that's terrific, Charlie. And, you know, it's, it's such a great story, Athletic Republic. You know, I mean, I know it goes back to John Frappier. You know, we have a lot of new listeners since I've last had you on the show, Charlie. Maybe we could talk about, you know, how, how the concept got started. I want to talk about your background, how you got involved in the company, too. Yeah, thanks, Marty. Athletic Republic is a sports performance training business mm-hmm. is really the pioneer in the segment. You know, we're a part of the yeah. fitness industry, a part of boutique fitness, but sports performance training is, it's not about working out. It's about training. Mm-hmm. It's about getting better. And right. John Frapier, our founder, some 30, uh, actually more than 30 years ago now, um, in 1986, was on the U.S. delegation, gymnastics delegation to the Goodwill Games. You'll remember mm-hmm. that back mm-hmm. in uh, yes. 1980, uh, athletic, the America boycotted the 80 Olympics. Yep. I was caught in that boycott. Yes, you were. Um, 80, 84, um, they boycotted the L.A. games. And so nobody saw the Russians compete for 10 years. And um, right. they won every gold medal in, in boxing and every gold medal in gymnastics and almost every one in track and field and swimming. And, you know, the world was kind of pointing fingers at the Russians and said, hey, mm-hmm. you got the new wonder girl. And right. they said, no, it's physiology. And, you know, mm-hmm. they invited five physiologists, including one American, John Frapier, to spend a month in Russia to validate what they did. And he spent a, a month there learning the Russian ways and proving that, you know, what they really were talking about was improving human physiology. And a right. lot of the lessons that he picked up there, he applied to the backbone of our business today. Do you get a lot of people talking about Rocky Four with you, Charlie? <laughs> I mean, is that like a lot of the analogy when you talk about it? Yeah, I think Ivan Dragor was exactly what it was all about. Yeah, you know, they were they do, they documented everything. If you remember watching that, they, everything. Oh yeah, they looked at him and every, every computer output and a lot of what um, they were doing was really met, had a really strong method behind it, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of trial and error, like any great eight great breakaways, but or great right. um, new inventions. But you know mm-hmm. they they really created. Uh, the first sense of overspeed training. For Pierre's first day there, mm-hmm. he tells a story about watching the Russians run uphill being towed behind a pickup truck. Wow. And uh, it was uh, a function of the, you know, the truck doesn't slow down when the athlete gets right. fired. And, and they had to keep up. And so it, it taught him sprint mechanics. Uh, running uphill forced the knee, knee drive to be higher, so right. recruiting a, a greater amount of uh, propulsive forces. So. You know, it was simple things like that, but he, there was dozens of lessons that came out of what the Russians had done that today mm-hmm. are part of the backbone of not just athletic republic, but a lot of sports training. Right, right. And then, you know, your background, I mean, is very impressive too, Charlie. I mean, I know you, you were a, a top triathlete. I think you might have been like in the top five in the country at one time, and then you, you were almost on the Olympics too, weren't you? Yeah, I was a swimmer. I got caught, as I said, in the 80 boycott. Yeah. Was, uh, Top three in the world going into the 80 games wow. in the freestyle. And then uh, 
you know, the Olympic dream doesn't happen, and I started running. Right. And it turned out I was pretty competent at it at the front end of the endurance boom and became a triathlete, ranked top five wow. in the world as well in both, at all distances from sprint to Ironman. So uh, my parents called – I was on the World Pro Leisure Tour. I was, they just thought I was traveling around the world and racing and working out every day, which was – they weren't far from wrong. Right, <laughs> and right. And having oh. sponsors, sponsors like Nike and Coke behind me made it wow. uh, all possible. That's great, and it, which seemed like a perfect fit, you know, of you and John coming together, wasn't it? Yeah, that was many years later. I had, I had moved on to become a sports agent for a while, yeah. 10 years of that, as, as well as uh, a TV producer. I produced college basketball for ABC, wow. um, um, and then had by Talon Balvano in my, in my chair mm-hmm. in front of me, um, and did a lot of other sports entertainment before um, moving into – uh, several other industries, uh, Fortune 500 and private equity owned businesses before I met John. And right. the real takeaway was, you know, where the hell was this when I was an athlete? It would have yes. made the difference. And so right. 15 years ago, I took over Athletic Republic, um, turned it into a you know, franchise concept and mm-hmm. built on Prepare's legacy of yeah. sports performance training and turned it into a scalable business. If you were at a franchise show, Charlie, you know, and someone came up to your booth, you know, I mean, it's, it's really important. I think, you know, the key word when we're talking about Athletic Republic, of course, is, is training or state-of-the-art training. You know, it's not a gym or anything like that. So, I mean, how do you typically, you know, if someone came up to your booth and said, so what do you guys do with the typical question? I mean, how do you typically answer that? You know, I start with our mission, which is to transform Mm -hmm. potential into performance. And that Mm. means athletic potential into athletic performance, helping every athlete achieve their goals. And for the franchisee, helping them drive the highest level of business performance and helping them achieve their goals. So whether it's our mission is 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 athlete-focused in our product delivery or franchise-focused in our owner's you know, trying to help our owners achieve their goals. It's all about helping everybody get better. Yeah, and it's, I, I recall, I think it was on our first interview, you know, I, I like how, you know, you used a lot of like terms like uh, science-based and, and hypotheses and things like that and, and, and metrics. And, you know, I, I thought, oh, that was so cool. It was just, it, it was fascinating. When we're talking about like metrics, Charlie, so what type of metrics are, you, you know, the, the franchisees or the trainers looking for? I, I've always wondered about that. This is a business that's grounded in science. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And today, mm-hmm. science, t- most of us means technology. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the, the essence of science is, you know, proving fact. Mm-hmm. And so you have right. to have data to be able yeah. to analyze facts. And so we collect a tremendous amount of information on the athlete. You know, yeah. you know simple things like uh, their explosive power or the rate of force development, their foot mm-hmm. speed. Their, their change of direction. You know, we collect about a dozen different measures on every athlete on their core athleticism. You know, we're not necessarily working on how if they can throw a ball faster or, right, or right. Uh, kick it harder, but we're looking at yeah. the core things of what makes them an athlete. And right. we're tracking that data against our database, the largest performance database in the world, and wow. we see how they stack up. So if you're a, a 14-year-old midfielder in eastern Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. midfield lacrosse player in eastern Pennsylvania, and you want to see how you stack up against all the other 14-year-old lacrosse players in America, wow. you can go into our database and see what your, your linear speed is, your, your explosive power, your, your foot speed. Wow. And say, hey, mom, you know, I'm in the 80th percentile in speed and I'm in the 
60th percentile in multidirectional right. movement, I better get into Athletic Republic and work on it. So a lot of what we do is about fact. Right. It's not, you know, the collection of, you know, interpretation or mm-hmm. we're, we're yes. looking at the athlete, how they perform. And much like Ivan Drago, we're recording all that into our database right. so that we can see what they need to do to get better. And it's those right. facts that the trainers are using to help them prescribe the next workout. What really separates Athletic Republic is that application of sports science to sports training. Mm-hmm. And we do that every day. So our, unlike yeah. a, a boot camp style workout or team training style workout, right. where you have one trainer with 20 athletes, right. training group sizes of one to five, okay. where the trainer is delivering an individualized workout to every athlete every time they come in. So they're getting the right workout to help them advance based on the time they're available to commit to us. And they're going to get the highest level of results because of it, the, the hyper-focus, because we're not, you know, we're, we're delivering this kind of mass customization of mm-hmm. one athlete, you know, at a time, but in a group right. setting. And all that information can be shared with the parents too, can it, Charlie? You know, not only the, you mentioned, like, say, a 14-year-old um, a customer, but also the parents as well. That's right. So since we and I talked last, we've actually created an athlete locker. So mm-hmm. the athlete gets access to their locker, and in it is all that data, their pre-test, their post-test, and every test since then, as well as their wow. ability to filter it against their peer groups. Um, they get trainer notes. So, you know, the, instead of, you know, so oftentimes parents are too busy or they don't drop into the center, but they want to know how their son or daughter is doing. And so they can go on right. into their locker and see that what the trainers are saying, what they've been working on, what's coming next, you know, props to the, their athlete that's out there. Um, they can see video. We capture video almost at least weekly and sometimes more than that of the athlete performing, and that gets dropped into their locker too. And wow. so they can see kind of how their progression and development is and the different aspects of movement so that they know they're getting value out of our training, and they can see it in the results that they're getting from their athlete. Wow. Now, you're right. So they can share it with their parents, but the athlete can actually export that those videos or that results data to share it with their coach or their one of their you know sports specific trainers. Wow, it's working on you know certain things, or maybe a recruiting coordinator that's, that they're talking to at, at college. That's so impressive. You know, and speaking about co- college too, Charlie. You know, it, it makes me curious sometimes too. You know, with so much pressure today for you know, I, I know you, you have children. Um, your children are grown up now, but you know, I, I have a 15 year old son. But you know, thinking about things like scholarships and things like that, it just seems like Athletic Republic would be such a great service for someone who is looking to get a scholarship in the future, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's start with, you know, what what we do, you know, it starts with speed. Right. So if you're right, fast, right. the coach is going to find a way for you to play. And mm-hmm. if you're fast, you know, you're going to get yeah. noticed. So improving right. your speed is something that we work on. I mean, right now, you know, you've got uh, college, uh, all the college seniors and juniors that are getting ready for the NFL Combine or the Pro Day. We've got, you know, 80 to 100 pro uh, athletes getting ready for those competitions. And one of the first things they want to do, I need to get faster. My 40-yard dash yes. time, my, my movement skills, all that has to be better. So right. you know, across the country, we're working on speed, not just for the high schooler that's trying to get to college, but now even the college athlete that's trying to play yes. at the pro level. You know, but it also comes into being durable, um, yeah. being more powerful. I mean, power is right. a function of speed times strength. Mm-hmm. So it's not, right. just, it's not just about being strong, it's about being powerful because if you watch the football games over the weekend, you saw athletes that were yeah. moving at incredible velocities, 
but right. actually do- delivering power at the same time. And that's what we're trying to help athletes improve their power too. And then agility. How do you make that balance, that fast cut? You know, the best athletes move best. And so yes. that agility and movement skills are critical. So it doesn't – it could be football. It could be baseball. It could be soccer, lacrosse. Defensing, it doesn't matter. Speed, power, agility are all functions yeah. of athleticism that we teach every day to every athlete. When I think of, you know, Athletic Republic and then the last time I've, I've, I've interviewed Charlie, which is going back four or five years, I mean, that the organization is, is very open to technology. You talked about technologies. Anything else going on, like, in the technological arena? I think, you know, how I think the – Artificial intelligence is what's happening. Mm, you know, we've yeah. been collecting this data for a while now. How you use wow. the knowledge. I think that's what's super exciting. Yes. Anybody that's tracking AI, we're yes. now able to take that artificial intelligence and apply predictive analytics to it. So wow. what's next? What can I expect? So we're gathering all this information at this mass level of, you know, like I said, the largest performance database in the world that we're able to tap into trends and analysis and let the artificial intelligence see patterns, mm-hmm. see directives, make predictions, right. make recommendations to our training staff so that they can see, okay, when my athlete's coming in and they're looking for what's next, I can sit down and have a conversation with their parents about what AI is telling them along with their own observations and experience. And so wow. combining technology with, um, with you know, human interface right. is what right. I think is really exciting. I think it's exciting too. And, you know, speaking of the industry, I guess it's safe to say, Charlie, I mean, you're part of a, a big industry. Um, it, you know, maybe we could talk about some of the trends that you've noticed taking place, you know, maybe over the last four or five years in your industry. You think about the size of it first off, Marty. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, sports kind of permeates into a lot of our lives. And right, the American right. High School Sports Association tells us that last year, 54% of high school students played organized sports. Right. Wow. 65% of middle school kids play organized sports. Wow. So we look at it, our addressable audience, about half of that. So if I took the two and averaged them, we call it 60%, take half of that. Right. 30% of the enrolled middle school and high school students, we consider that a population that would be right for athletic or public training because right. they want to get better. I yep. assume that half the kids playing sports do it for social value, the other half mm-hmm. truly want to get better. So it's a very large audience. 30% of all middle school and high school kids in America are in our wheelhouse. That's amazing. Wow. And we've it seen it grow. What we've seen in the last five years, our business get younger. Right. We're now training athletes as young as six years old where parents are coming wow. to us and saying, hey, um, my daughter wants to start playing soccer. Um, right. But before she does, can you train her a little bit? So she's better prepared yeah. because we know that if she gets a little bit of training before she shows up for her first practice, right. she's going to right. do better. And if she does better, right. she's more likely to come back. So this business yeah. of sports training is moving young. Like I said, we're now – last year our average age was 12. And part of mm-hmm. it is because really post-COVID, we're seeing an audience of, you know, from starting at age 6. Right. We talked about technology as a trend of being – applying it. I think that we've all learned that uh, – I don't care if you're using your iWatch or your iPhone mm-hmm. or Whoop or Fitbit. Right. Everybody wants data on wellness. Yes. And the, yeah. the, I mean, to go to a training, to go to a trainer and then not have real data 
Mm. doesn't prove that you're actually getting better. Because I can't take credit for how many three-point shots somebody makes or how many tackles or how many goals right. they score. So how do I know that what they're doing in the, in the training center is actually improving? So having data be able to back up our belief system that we're helping you improve is really factual. And so if you go to a gym and there's no data, how do you know what's right. actually happening? Because there's no way. Right. You, you might perform better on the field, but is that just because you grew a bunch this last year? Is that because right. you're eating better? Or is it really because of, you know, and you're sleeping better and you're making some behavioral changes? Or is it because you're training better? So technology is something in, is we're seeing become um, an expectation that every parent has is prove it. Show me that right. you're actually improving my athlete. And um, so we're seeing that come through. I think the other things that happened, you know, we've been successful, and with success comes competition. And we've got right. a lot of lookalikes out there now. And, yes. um, you know, yes. they're not the same, but they're, right. they're claiming to be similar. They use the same language. They copy mm-hmm. our words off our website. And right. I guess it's, a, it's the best form of flattery, right? Sure, it is. So, yeah. um, so we're seeing that. Um, other trends. Um, Marty, I think the other one I've seen since COVID, a lot of people came to us kind of with the side hustle idea. I, mm-hmm. You know, I got a full-time job. You know, the COVID kind of changed me, my thinking about how I want to do things. Right, right. Um, and I want to start this business on the side. And yeah. so that semi-absentee owner that has been in many other franchise concepts finally came to us. We were predominantly owner-operator. Now I would say almost everybody that's coming to us is looking to expand their portfolio wow. by adding Athletic Republic as a semi-absentee owner and using us as a – you know, as a, as a nice to have as they build wealth for their families and their retirement. Yeah. Um, other trends, women. Oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. I would, you know, prior to COVID, uh, we probably had 10% of our owners were female. Over wow. 50% right now of our owners that are coming to us are female. And I is think a right? lot of it's because the business is shifting to be – the training business, yeah. is, we've had to adapt to be very female-friendly. Right. Um, young women um, don't have places they can train. They can't go to the health club. Mom and dad aren't going to let them go there. Right. They can't right. go to the weight room at the high school because right. there's boys in there and it's stinky. So where are you going to go? Yep. So right. they come to us. Right. And because we're attracting so many young women to the business, we're also attracting a lot of women owners to the business because they see the value for their daughters that are coming to us. Great, great examples. You know, and as you're talking, Charlie, I'm thinking too, you know, you're giving the example of the, the young, like say six-year-old girl, you know, and I imagine the, one of the outcomes must also be is, is, is confidence as well, doesn't it? I mean, you, you, your clients walk out of there feeling much more confident. I think, Marty, that you hit on probably the biggest thing that we do. Yeah. Yes, we claim we teach speed, power, and agility, but you right. know what we do? We give, we give people confidence. I think you're yeah. absolutely right. I'm because if you're powerful. better prepared, yeah. you're better prepared, you're going you're gonna to do better. You're, better, you're yeah. more prepared to take a risk. You're ready to challenge yourself because you know you can. And uh, that confidence that comes with playing at the highest level, facing your fears is something that's really tough to overcome for young people. And being better prepared, more confident is something yeah. that I think we absolutely need for them. You said something, I, th- I don't know if it was on my show or another interview, Charlie, but you said something about being prepared. I, I believe it was you, but you, you, said, some, you said something like, I'm going to have to paraphrase, but like 
you weren't the best athlete. You were up there, but, but you, you, you always knew how important it was to be prepared. And you, you kind of apply that to the whole concept of business as well. And I, that always kind of stuck with me when you said that. I think that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Um, I'm a big believer in being prepared. It, yeah. You know, you can con- there's not a lot of things you can control. Right in right. sports, yes. Um, there's always something that's going to happen, but you can you can um, control how prepared you are to compete, and it's yeah. it's just an investment of time, energy, and thought. And so, I'm a big believer in always being prepared. Yeah, right. the Boy Scout motto, right? But yeah. in sports, in business, in life, you know, the most prepared it gives you time to contemplate and react right. to everything else around you because you've already got all your bases covered. And so oh, yeah. I challenge athletes to do the, at least do something that they can control and be better prepared right. than everybody else on the field because then you're going to have a better chance of having the best outcome. Yeah, it, 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 it's so powerful, and it always stuck with me when you said that, Charlie. So how has Athletic Republic handled the recent resurgence of – uh, safety in youth sports, uh, Charlie. I mean, that's that's a big issue today, isn't it? You know, is the whole safety issue. You know, we've seen some things happen over the last you know month or so. Um, it, it maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Sure. You know, I think um, number one, it comes back to the pre- preparation, right? You know, being in yes. better shape certainly helps right. you in some ways, but especially for young women um, between the ages of 12 and 16, there's eight, six to eight times more likely to have an ACL injury than boys wow. playing the same sport. Now, the American Pediatric Society says that neuromuscular training, like what you get at Athletic Republic, mm-hmm. will reduce the risk of injury by 72%. That's almost wow. preventable. That's Non-contact amazing. ACL injuries is something that you can reduce by doing neuromuscular training like Athletic Republic's. Right. So we offer um, a, a stability program to help young women stay in the game. Our goal is to keep girls playing sports. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, one of the ways that we help mitigate the risk of injury is by doing stability training and then also doing shoulder safety as well for the overhead okay. athlete, you know, whether it's overuse from baseball or volleyball right. or tennis or swimming. We do uh, a shoulder stability program as well to help them reduce the risk of those injuries. And so those are two big ones. You know, right. the next one would probably be concussions. And, you know, there's a whole methodology behind strength and power, especially in your neck, about trying to reduce the impact of concussions. So there's some of that right. in there as well. Fortunately, I, I think I told you this story you know, a long time ago. But, you know, I, when my son, he started playing baseball, you know, t-ball and, and, and things like that, you know, Little League. And, you know, I, I became a coach to his team. But, but I had to admit to you that I didn't really know what I was doing. You know what I mean? As far as giving advice. You know, I mean, I was just coming from someone who played baseball, you know, uh, in, in Little League and things like that. So I, I really didn't know if I was telling them the right thing. It just seems like Athletic Republic is just such an important service that, that you know, everyone should, should, should partake in, shouldn't they? They should. Thank you, Marty. But you know what? <laughs> we're, not the, we're, we're not their coach. We don't call right. our, tra- our training right. staff coaches. We call them trainers right. because trainers. the coach, what you're doing – you, you may have not been the most prolific in baseball, right, but the fact right. that you were committed and out there and be willing to volunteer your time to mm-hmm. help is right. more than the other 10 kids' parents on the team, right? right and so right. a tip of the hat to any coach that's out there trying to help create experiences for their athlete is phenomenal. Yeah, At Athletic right. Republic, we're not setting the lineup. 
We're not setting the right. playbook. We're not doing your practice right. schedules. All right. we're doing is helping the athlete show up for practice in better condition, in better shape, and as a better athlete. And so we love it. Yeah. And you and your, and everybody else that says, hey, look, I believe in the value in youth sports, and I'm going to go out and coach. Even mm-hmm. though I may not be the best, you're certainly better, far better than, you know, anybody else that doesn't, that isn't as committed to helping their kids get, you know, improved. Right. And so yeah. I, I think it's awesome that, you know, parents are willing to step up, step out of their right. shell, step right. out of their comfort zone and actually do this too. So well done, Marty. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. What's been, here's a tough question for you, Charlie, but because I mean, you, you probably you, have you, come on. Or, this is a tough hundred, question about the rest of them so far. <laughs> this, 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 this one's tough. It's, it's going to be tough to narrow it down to, to one single answer, but what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Athletic Republic, considering that you've had probably a thousand stories? Does anything stand out over, you know, your duration with the organization? I think I'm going to – I can't give you one. Okay. Uh, two hit my head right away. Okay. The first one is COVID. The first one everybody suffered through. Right. COVID. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what? And, you know, like every gym, we were closed down for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really difficult. Yeah. But what it gave us the opportunity to do was step back, and we, we interviewed every one of our franchisees. Mm-hmm. What we were trying to do is identify their points of pain. What yeah. was making the business difficult? And right. we came back and built, retooled our franchise offering to address those issues, technology, services, mm-hmm. support. Yeah. You know, it made us a better business. When COVID came back, we were ready and roaring. Yeah. You know, in last year, um, we were, in 2021, our centers were up average unit volume 13% over 2019 wow. pre-COVID. And last year... 2022, we're at 15% average unit volume over 2021. So That's COVID, as difficult as it was, yeah. it made us a better business. Yeah. And number two just recently happened, and it, it was a game changer for us. One of our franchisees, um, you know, bought uh, – his son had been training with us since fifth grade, mm-hmm. and he was so impressed with the results that he bought a franchise when his son was in wow. eighth grade. Wow. And from that point forward, the two of them started conspiring as to what they were going to do to become, you know, game changers in the industry right. and, and to be a, a top professional. And that young man and his father, Carl Williams, um, runs our training center and uh, owns it in Capital Region, Washington, D.C., and his son okay. won the Heisman, Caleb Wow. Williams. Is that right? Wow. I didn't know that. That's Pretty impressive, amazing. isn't it? Very amazing. Wow. And so their goal was to be the number one draft pick next year in the wow. NFL draft, and Caleb's certainly on the way to do that. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I mean, what a feeling for you. It, I, it, see, I can understand why. You, right, you needed two answers because you had to put that one in there because it, it's very impressive. And it's interesting you, 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 when you talk about COVID, Charlie, how it sounds like you – it was an opportunity to maybe either it was like pivot or hit the reset button maybe, you know. But it's interesting how – because I've heard that answer before, you know, over the last year or two, you know, is how some franchisers came out stronger. You know, not, not all of them did, you know, but it sounds like for you – it was, and I don't want to use the word opportunity either, but it gave you a chance to reset or rethink to some extent. Yeah, I think a step back, right? So yes, what's yes. important? And, you know, we, right. I think it started with the belief that this wasn't terminal. 
the start right. with the belief that we would come out of it. And so what, is, what do we want to be when we come out of yeah. COVID? We didn't know long, that idea any, how long it was going to take. And, you know, right. some of the things that we started on, we're still working through. But, you know, it was a great starting point. You know, we didn't lay off any staff. We kept the corporate team together. And we all went to work. And right. we, put our, we tapped our, our network, our franchisees. They were, they were closed, so we put them to work too. And right. together, we built a better business. It's the benefit of franchising too, isn't it, Charlie, right? Is that you have, you know, they have you and you have them, you know, and, and it's nice to have that. goes back to that word support, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's, you know, at the very basic when somebody asks, why would I spend the money? You know, we're, we're, we take 6% of your Athletic Republic revenue. Yeah. It's de-risking right. your investment. Sure. When I talk to, I mean, I, I have had a lot of gym owners that have come to us this last year that, like, you know what, can I join your network? Right. And, it, and I start going through the services that we offer and the support that we provide, and they tell me that there's no way in their daily lives, their weekly lives, that they would ever get to the level of detail that we are because right. they're so busy right. covering just the basics and bases. Right. And so whether it's Athletic Republic as a franchise concept or just about any other, the franchisor offers so much more depth yeah. knowledge, best practices, and expertise, one, to save you from making bad investments, and two, right. keeping you on track to make sure that you're getting the best, most out of your business. What's important to you, Charlie, or what's important to you know, your, your franchise development team I mean, when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee? Are there any types of characteristics or traits that are important to you that you know they would be a successful franchisee? This is, that's a good one. We, same thing. We, we went through an audit at all our centers. Yeah. I thought market size matter. You had more mm-hmm. population, more affluent. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, you know, I, Carl Williams is a good example. He sits in yeah. the center in one of the poorest communities in the country, wow. 10 miles due east of our nation's capital, and they are a beacon of light for people that are trying to get out of an impoverished yeah. situation, and they provide hope, and they provide right. so much more, and they're also profitable. Um, wow. I think the characteristic I look for is really a couplefold. One mm-hmm. is they have to be customer-facing. They have to be able to look through the lens of their customer. They have to be in their community understand what that customer needs and wants and deliver right. a service that's going to meet the demand at value. Right. You can't diminish culture. I mean, right. today with staff being a big issue across so many mm-hmm. different businesses, how do you get people to work for you People come to work at places they want to be. And having a culture right. of inclusion, support, respect, hospitality, cleanliness, all the things that make a really good place to work, right. as well as an opportunity for growth and learning and development and fair compensation, that's critical. And so having owners that understand that they are culture builders, first and foremost, is critical to not only having and attracting the best staff, but yeah. owning and attracting the best customers. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, the obvious of having a sales and marketing mindset, because this is a membership-driven business, mm-hmm. and if you want to yes. have 200-plus members, then you have to have a sales and marketing mentorship. And then I think, finally, um, you've got to be mentoring. Right. And most right. of the people that work in our business – are in their 20s and early 30s, and, you know, they haven't had the life experiences our owners have. Sure. So they have to be willing to mentor their staff through, you know, everything from conflict resolution and planning 
um, to prep, be, again, being prepared. You know, it's those kind of things, how to draw on and ask questions that aren't always mm-hmm. the easiest, and how to right. be, not be afraid to rely on others for the answers, you know, including HQ. Right. So, right. you know, having the confidence that you know what you know, but you want help in everything else, that's a mentoring issue that not everybody at the younger age has learned and perfected yet. Right. I, 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 I totally agree. How's the training change? Or franchisees still come out to corporate? Charlie, is that how it works or is it different today? It, you know, COVID changed a lot of things, right? Yeah. So we're yeah. very remote driven now. It's, right. We, we right. now, our Athletic Republic Academy is, is both online and virtual. Yeah. We run That's an onboarding great. process we called uh, Business Acceleration. And our wow. goal is, uh, is to help you not only get open soon. We only take on centers that are opening. We don't do a lot of sold, not opens. We, you know, right. We're trying to open centers because right. I don't make money you know, on selling franchises. I make sure. money on successful centers. And so exactly. how fast can we get you open? And it typically you know, takes us six to nine months to open a center. But the business acceleration right. program culminates with your first 100 members, and we take responsibility to you know, deliver your first hundred members in our in your first hundred days post open, and right. one of our centers just recently broke our record. They hit their hundred member mark in thirty one days. Wow! So post open, right? so you know, so being cash flow positive, you know, so that you're work, you know, you're not draining working capital is something that's really important for us. You know, we're trying to hit that break point within six months post open, so that you know, forget the first year of being break even. We're trying to get there in within six months, so that you know, you're drawing cash out of the business as soon as possible. And our training and education is really driven all the right. way through that first six months post-open. In the um, introduction, Charlie, we mentioned that up to this point, you know, since, since you've been in business, because it, it, it's such a very impressive number when I read it, I, it's like 2 million athletes. So you, you've helped more than 2 million athletes. I mean, does that number, I mean, that, that's an impressive number, isn't it? Well, especially when you think about an average customer in a year is visiting us, you know, 50 or 60 times. Right. So, right. you know, the number of sessions, are, you know, that we deliver to an athlete, you, yeah. know, is, you know, we consider an athlete 2 million. That's not just a one-time visit. That's typically coming to us 50 or 60 times in sure. a year. Right. And so, it's a, you know, that's a big experience. In adults, it's more than that. It's most, almost 100. So, wow. the... Uh, you know, this is a this is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So the yes. two million athletes is impressive, but you think about it in a different context. Yes, that most yeah. young athletes, in their, especially a middle school student, uh, they go through ups and downs. You know, the, they hate their parents, they hate their teachers, they hate their friends. Right. Everybody's judging them. We're the only place in their ecosystem that isn't judging. We're just right. there to help. We don't right. care anything more than they come up and bring us, bring us their best. We're not yeah. trying to figure out if they're going to make the starting lineup. We're just here to help them get better. And so for 2 million athletes, we're a difference yeah. maker in their lives, not only physically, but emotionally in trying to right. help them get through those trying times right. as an athlete that we all face. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what advice, Charlie, when I have someone on the show like yourself, I mean, you've been doing this such a long time now, I'm, and, you know, you're not like in franchise development, but 
what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur who's looking to buy a franchise? Because you know that there is a lot out there today to choose from. You know, there's like all these, like they say something like, I've heard like 80 industries and like 3,000 different types of systems out there. So our listeners in the beginning, we find that they're very confused. They're like, okay, where do I start? Where do I begin? I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? It's funny. I had this question earlier today. And I'm going to lean into my own business a little bit. I said it's, it's okay. about fitness. Yeah. Is this you – know, we are in the fitness business, but is it mm-hmm. really fit? So my, my answer mm. would be fit. Does like it that. fit your life? Yeah. Does it fit, your, does it fit your, your, your pro forma from a return on invested capital? Does it fit yeah. your family? Does it fit into how you see yourself aspirationally in your community? Does this, does this vision of you fit? And so right. I come back to the fact that is this a good fit? And I think you have to look at it emotionally, yeah. aspirationally, financially, and in the context of your family, what sacrifices you're going to make to be able to do this. Right. I think it all comes down to is it fit you? Yeah. I think that's great. It's got to fit like a baseball glove, right? Absolutely. Using the analogy. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> you think about a lot of things in your life, Marty. You know when it works, right? You know when right. the fit is right. right. You, know, right. You, you, you knew it when you met your wife. That was a good yeah. fit. You knew it with that right. glove. You knew it. There's a lot of things, and this is not much different. Most entrepreneurs in their lives, if they're, especially if they're coming out of corporate America, they have always reacted to everything opportunistically. Right. You know, they've gotten right. opportunities that have come to them through their job. Their headhunters called them. They got a promotion, whatever. They never had a choice. And so they right. don't handle the situation right. very well with all these choices, like you said, all these different right. opportunities. And so yeah. navigating the choice, talking with others, relying on a franchise consultant or your friends that have come through this because you need to figure out, does it fit you? And right. for the first time in your life, you get to choose what yeah. you want to do. Do you have a passion for this? Does it feel in your heart that this is the right thing for you to get a return on your time? And does it fit your head so that, you know, the, the returns are reasonable uh, for the investment that you're making. So you've got to bring the head and the heart together to make right. sure that that fit is correct. That's great. That's a, that's a great answer. And <clears throat> as a CEO, I can ask you the last question, Charlie. I mean, so if you can look into a crystal ball, whether that crystal ball is one year, three years, five years down the road, where do, where do you see athletic? Well, that's funny. We just did our business planning a couple months ago for mm-hmm. 2023, and it's it really grounded into the same, you know, same kind of visions that we have, you know, for our business that we want our owners to have. So first and foremost, you know, I see us improving AUV. Our average unit volume, our target okay. is an increase of 25%. We were up 15% last year. I want to see us 25 this year. Wow. Um, you know, obviously we're trying to grow, you know, like every business, you know, right. even in this economy with money being tight, interest rates mm-hmm. being high, we're still finding opportunities to help expand our franchise footprint. I think technology is going to continue to be prevalent in our lives. It's really mm-hmm. interesting now that we've been building this really comprehensive database and impl- impl- inputting the artificial intelligence. I'm excited to see what's next. And I don't know. Right. You know, right. we're, we're amassing yeah. all this intelligence. I yeah. can't wait to see, you know, when somebody comes to us and says, hey, look, let me have access to a couple hundred thousand athletes that are in your database, and right. let's see what we can do with this. You know, wow. universities are now calling us, asking us, you know, can I you help imagine. us with, 
uh, our mindset of our both future recruits, but also our college right. players too. And then scale. You know, I think all of us, you know, in franchising, you know, standardizing our offering, but still allowing for individuality, for mm-hmm. us being able to keep, keep the context of Athletic Republic, you know, in that individual athlete, that individual owner, but still allow us to scale. That's something that we're really anxious to kind of continue to, to build upon. So what's That's our plans for the future? That's just this next year. Uh, beyond that, I don't know. My vision right, is not that good. Right. That's okay. And that's what, I think that's what keeps things exciting for you too, Charlie. I mean, I can still hear the, the passion in your voice, you know, as, as, as I talk to you, which is probably why I kept you so long in this interview today, you know, but, but it, it, it's fun talking to someone like yourself who still has so much enthusiasm, probably as the first day you talked, you, you really love this business, don't you? Marty, I do. And just like, I mean, you ask great questions and, you know, you, you don't do what you've been doing for 15 years. You don't care for it. <laughs> And, yeah, and nor do I. True. I mean, we all. I mean, there's right, always lots right. of opportunities to do other things. But if you really love what you're doing, sure. you know, it's not a job. And so, right. uh, you know, right. how can this be? Di- this isn't difficult when you get a chance to change the lives of so many people, both franchise owners as well as athletes. I, I get thrilled by it. I, I find it exciting oh, yeah. every day. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Charlie, for our listeners to get more information on Athletic Republic? Of course, there's the, the franchise opportunity, but even the service itself. Are there any websites you want to kind of direct our, our listeners to? Yeah, start with athleticrepublic.com. If you've got a young athlete that's looking to get better, bring mm-hmm. to us. If you're okay. somebody that's trying to think about you know, what you can do for a career, either as a side hustle or a new hustle, athleticrepublic.com is a great place to start and then I'll get okay. you into um, either our individual locations or into our franchise okay. development page which will eventually come to me um, so you know please reach out we'd love to we'd love to expand our footprint both on a local level by adding more athletes as well as a national level and adding more franchise operators that's great well I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you again Charlie and I'd really like to invite you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow because it just seems like yeah, things are just so exciting at Athletic Republic you've got it all right, we'll this has been my pleasure, Charlie. It's great to talk to you again. Take care, and we'll be right back with more right, franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our great quotes and franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. 
Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie Jay, and Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics. And I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine, and one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote in Franchising, we're going to call this, There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reasons. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so I, I think you really have to be, um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to, um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then, um, you know, don't, get into, you know, uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays, you know, so you have to say, you know, what do I want it to do for me? You know, and you ask yourself those deep, um, those deep rooted questions. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's huge. It's, it's very important for people to not jump into something. Absolutely. Because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10 year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is, um, uh, 10 years of your life, you know, you know, it's, it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh. like, I, I won't compare it to the, the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, 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 it goes further than that, you know? I mean, having that, that 10-year commitment, you know? So it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's, it's, it's your wife and your children, because the first year, typically from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground. Even if it is a Subway franchise or, you know, a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it, you know? So right. you might be missing that time from your family. And, and you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work, you know, and they say, oh, I hate my boss, you know. I'm out of here. <laughs> I want to be my own boss, you know. And, you know, I, I, again, Franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person. You know, there's so many different types of, of levels of, of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes. You know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation. And that's okay for some people, you know. For me, it, it wouldn't be, you know. Be, and, and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well, because again, you like to create. You know, I I, would, I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there, they've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way, and that's part of the attraction. For exactly, exactly. I just I published. Um, it sounds like I'm bragging, Jamie, but I just got one of uh, a paper published in. Uh, you deserve it. <laughs> a journal. 
If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, all you have to do is go to StopRidingThePine.com and you can hear the whole podcast. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. We've, it's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago. It was one of the things I was talking about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show is, you know, what started out to be a, a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for um, listening to the podcast and, and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.